You're listening to The J. John Podcast, a weekly dose of encouragement and inspiration to give you confidence in your faith and boldness to share it with others. This week, J. John continues his series on the Ten Commandments with Catch Your Breath, looking at the fourth commandment, Remember God's Day of Rest. We're in the middle of a series on the Ten Commandments, and today we are looking at the fourth commandment. Would you agree that the pace of life is hectic? We talk of the peak or the rush hour. How often have you heard yourself or other people say, if only I had the time, there's never enough time. I don't know where the time goes, but how do you find the time? I'm hard pressed for time. I'll try and find the time. Is that the time already? My how time flies. Could you fit in time? I'm short of time. Mustn't waste time, must we? I just ran out of time. I don't even get time to think. We have a range of other expressions as well. I haven't got a moment to spare. There are never enough hours in the day. We always seem to be on the go. There's always so much to do. I never seem to stop. We're flat out at the moment. I've just got to rush. The weeks simply flown by. Back to the treadmill and the revealing invitation. You must come around some time and hopefully you won't. We think that the busier we are, the more important our life is. Now, if your body could talk, what would it be saying to you? Perhaps your body is talking in the language of protest. When we refuse to cooperate with God's principles for their proper maintenance. Fourth commandment, recorded in Exodus 20, verse 8, says this. Remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days a week are set apart for your daily duties and regular work. But on the seventh day is a day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. Like all of God's commandments, the Sabbath was designed not to be a burden, but to be a blessing. God has arranged time to unfold in seven day cycles. The emphasis of the fourth commandment is that all our work be done in six days. However, The work ethic of some people does little justice to the built-in human need for a balanced life. The pace of many people's lives is killing them. Many people are burned out and we can burn the candle at both ends but wake up and discover that we're not that bright after all. People are constantly complaining about how tired they feel. 
Even when they wake up in the morning, they feel tired. If our output exceeds our input, then our upkeep will be our downfall. And many of us have got so many irons in the fire, we've actually put the fire out. If we do not come apart and rest, we will come apart. The word Sabbath means cease. And Jesus said the Sabbath was made to benefit people. What day is the Sabbath? The Sabbath in the Old Testament was the seventh day of the week, which is our Saturday. The early Christians were forced to move their corporate worship to the evening after the Sabbath and the morning of the first day of the week. In the third century, Christianity began to have an influence on the government of the day and eventually through the Emperor Constantine in AD 321, the constitution changed and required one day off in seven to worship God and rest. And the practice of resting on the first day of the week was established and Sunday worship became the norm for Christians. Now, many people cannot avoid working on Sunday. All those people in the emergency services, for example, are they breaking the fourth commandment? No. The principle is to work six days and to keep the seventh as a day of worship and rest. There is, of course, great value when we meet together for worship on the same day as a practicality. But when that isn't possible, the principle is that one in seven should be a Sabbath. So the commandment says, remember to observe the Sabbath. Don't skip it. Don't say, I'll put it off this week. How do we keep the Sabbath? By doing the things that God intended for our benefit, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. So how? Principle one, the Sabbath, a day to rest our body. So we read in the Bible, on that day, no one in your household may do any kind of work. This includes you, your sons and your daughters, your servants and livestock. God says no work, a day of physical non-productivity, resting, from the things we do during the week to create a day of distinction. One doctor said, the periods of rest I prescribe for my patients are often Sabbaths in arrears. Have you noticed how children hate to go to sleep? But we know 
that unless they get their proper rest, they aren't going to be fit to live with the next day. Some of you haven't been taking a day off and you aren't fit to live with. The Sabbath is a day to rest our body. Secondly, the Sabbath is a day to recharge our emotions. Some of you are tired, you are tense, and you are troubled. Complete the following sentences. I'm ready to throw in the towel. I'm at the end of my tether. I'm just a bundle of nerves. I am falling apart. I am at my wits end. I feel like resigning from the human race. How do we recharge our emotions? Quietness. There is so much noise pollution. The psalmist in the Bible wrote, he leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. The Sabbath is a time when we step back to enjoy nature rather than figuring out how we change it. It is only as we cease our restless doing that we will discover what is to be done. Family, friends, the original department of health and welfare. The most important things in life aren't things, they are people. Let's spend time with family and friends. Family and friends are God's institution. Meal times are important. They're important gatherings for family life. And we should guard these gatherings against intrusions. We have less time for meals than we once did. And we do not always have them when we should. We cook the wrong foods or we cook the right foods in the wrong way to save time. We fail to give ourselves time to properly digest what we have eaten. Meals are often sandwiched between other activities. Meals are grabbed or they're snatched. There is much to be said for not answering our mobile phones or texting during mealtimes. Others, they, they can wait during such times. We need to learn to master the mobile rather than remain enslaved to it. Technology promised us modern conveniences that would make our lives easier, but computers 
and emails and mobile phones have increased the pace of work rather than diminished it. The word leisure is derived from the Latin word lycia, which means permission. The main reason so many people do not have enough leisure is that they are not giving themselves permission to take time to enjoy it. Leisure is one of the best stress relievers and it's strange that people resist it so much. God is just as pleased when we play as when we work. When each is done to make possible the greater effectiveness of the other. Sabbath is a day to rest our body. The Sabbath is a day to recharge our emotions. And thirdly, the Sabbath is a day to be renewed spiritually. Many people are spiritually bankrupt. We have so little time for God. Our lives are so full and yet they are so empty. We have no room for God in our thoughts and in our schedules. And when we keep the Sabbath day holy, we do not rest alone. A holy God joins us. The psalmist in the Bible wrote, be still and know that I am God. God says that. Worship renews our spirit as sleep renews our body. Sabbath is a time for being in the presence of the holy God and letting God shape our lives. Stop working and let God work in you. Does God have an opportunity to minister to you? When do you give God time? Do you give him time on the Sabbath? Sabbath is a day to tune in to God a day to get our spiritual focus, a day to enjoy God. We focus not only on our physical needs, not only on our emotional needs, but also our spiritual needs. So we read in the Bible, keep the Sabbath day holy. Don't pursue your own interests on that day, but enjoy the Sabbath and speak of it with delight as the Lord's holy day.
You see, give God the first part of the first day of every week as a reminder to say to God, you are first in my life. Many people worship their work. They work at their play and they play at their worship. Are we taking this commandment seriously? To rest our body, to recharge our emotions and to be renewed spiritually. While we like the idea and the appeal of the Sabbath, we resist the reality of actually observing it. But ignoring the Sabbath carries a heavy physical and psychological, emotional and spiritual price tag, and one that increases along with the modern pace of life. Unless we change, there will come a time when it will be too late to do so. Too late because others will have already suffered too much as a result of our obsessive haste. Times will change for the better when we change. Our rest is ultimately found in Jesus Christ. Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, because I am humble and gentle, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke fits perfectly, and the burden I give you is light. Beautiful words from Jesus. Some of you need to rest in Jesus before you can rest on the Sabbath. Saint Augustine wrote, our hearts are restless until they find their rest in you, Jesus Christ. Let me ask you some questions. Are you breaking this commandment? Are you a workaholic? Has your workaholism damaged your family life? Are you ready to throw in the towel? Are you at the end of your tether? Are you a bundle of nerves? Are you falling apart? Are you at your wits end? Do you feel 
like resigning from the human race. What is the condition of your body and mind? What is the condition of your soul? Are you spiritually bankrupt? If you don't know Jesus and you don't know his peace and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, why don't you begin one today? You may never have received Jesus. Receive him today. Some of you may have known of Jesus, but you've got distracted, diverted, possibly found yourself derailed. Why don't you come back? Why don't you realign your life? There's a beautiful verse at the end of the Bible in the book of Revelation where it says Jesus stands at the door and he knocks. And if anyone hears the knock and opens the door, he will come in. And I heard that knock on the 9th of February, 1975. And I asked Jesus to come in and he came in. And I experienced uh, forgiveness from the past and I experienced his peace and his presence and I I know I have hope and all of that is possible because Jesus Christ died on the cross to purchase for us forgiveness so if you don't know Jesus or you need to come back to know Jesus. Why don't you pray now this prayer with me to make this a reality in your life and in your experience. Thank you Jesus for knocking on the door of my life. Thank you Jesus for dying on the cross for me. I know I have broken your commandments and I ask you to forgive me. Cleanse my life. Set me free from the past. I now open the door of my life. I invite you in. Come in as my Lord and God. Fill me with the presence and the peace and the power of your Holy Spirit. Help me from this day on to build my life on you. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing my prayer. Amen. A prayer for you. Lord Jesus, I pray for every person all over the world 
who have prayed that prayer, I pray and I announce and I pronounce your forgiveness over them, set them free from the past. I pray that each one of them will know the peace and the presence and the power of your Holy Spirit in their lives. And I pray as they begin this new journey of following you, that they will know you and they will fix their eyes on you and build their lives on you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. For any of you who are weary, who need to experience refreshment, you need to experience renewal, you need to experience the love of Jesus. Pray with me now. Lord Jesus, I bow before you now. I know I have broken your commandments. I'm tired. I am weary. And I need your forgiveness. Cleanse me. I need your healing. Heal me. Refresh me now. Renew me. Restore me. Fill me with your holy presence. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Make those springs of living water well up within me to overflowing. Help me to build my life on you and to follow your commandments, your principles and your values. I pray and I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So wonderful that you have prayed today either to come to know Jesus or to be renewed in your faith and refocus. And I hope that today has given you um, a faith lift. And I pray and I hope that it, you've been inspired, that you've been encouraged. Please let me know where you're viewing from. Um, follow me on social media. I'm Canon J. John. Let me know if you tuned in today. And um, if you want to visit my website, it's canonjjohn.com. There are many things there that you can read that will help you and inspire you in your journey of faith. And there are many resources there that might help you in your journey of faith. I pray now God's blessing. I pray the blessing of God, the Holy Trinity, God, the Father who made you, God, the Son, who died for you, and God, the Holy Spirit. May you be blessed so that you can be a blessing to others. Amen. To find out more about J. John's ministry or to get your copy of his book, The Ten Commandments, visit canonjjohn.com. 
If you have enjoyed listening to this podcast, please click subscribe and leave a review.